you're listening to That Music Podcast with me, Bryson Tarbett. I'm the music educator and blogger behind That Music Teacher and ThatMusicTeacher.com. Join me as I dive into what it really means to be a music educator. I hope that you're able to find a nugget of inspiration each week as I share my favorite ways to create purposeful instruction through active music making. So grab a coffee, sit down, and let's get started. This episode is brought to you by a free five-day email challenge from me and Catherine Miller, all about including technology in the music classroom. Whether you have one-to-one devices or only a teacher device, we're going to share our favorite ways to incorporate technology in our classrooms in a meaningful way. To get on this free challenge, all you have to do is go to thatmusicteacher.com slash technology and sign up and we will send you the five-day challenge. Again, that's thatmusicteacher.com slash technology. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to That Music Podcast. Today, I kind of wanted to do something different. I was sitting down to complete to record a completely different episode, and after having some issues with my computer and with my website, I decided I just needed to change it up a little bit. So I was inspired to do this by Anna and Eileen's podcast, kind of about their own stories as music teachers. And I kept thinking about my own story and how it was kind of really different than I expected it to happen, um, but how I'm 100% a different teacher because of my experiences. So I wanted to talk about that. So today, I'm going to be telling you my story as a music teacher, how I got where I'm at, and why I like what I'm doing. So I've always been kind of a wild um, musical child. I was in my first production of The Wizard of Oz when I think I was like three or four years old. I was really young. Um, And I was the third tough kid munchkin. Yes, I was the third. And yes, I'm totally over it. And I I definitely don't feel bad about it. (laughs) Um, But I've always been kind of into community theater and singing. I was a cantor at my church when I was um, very, very young. And and I really kind of fell in love with being the musical person. When I got into um, fifth grade, I actually transferred into a different district, the district that my dad taught in, um, in a arts magnet program. So I had the wonderful capability of being able to start choir and orchestra in fifth grade, and then I started band in sixth grade. So I really kind of jumped all in with the music kind of things. And when I went to high school, it didn't really change. I kept doing band, choir, and orchestra. I did show choir. I did um, our chamber ensemble. And I really, really fell in love with it. I did marching band. I did pep band. That was kind of my thing, um, as, I'm, as I'm sure a lot of us have the same story. Um, but then when it came to deciding what I wanted to do, for my career and like kind of junior senior year I really had started to think about what I wanted to do with it for the rest of my life um, I really battled a lot between music performance and music education I loved performing and I loved the idea of being a teacher I really hadn't had that many experiences as a teacher um, prior, prior to going to college but when I really start thinking back to it I, I realized wow there are so many signs that said hey you need to be a teacher for instance, I used to volunteer when I was like way younger than I should have been, um, considering what I was doing, but I loved it. I was volunteering for a Cloverbud Day Camp, which is part of 4-H, um, and I was leading the camp songs, and I loved it. And this is one of those things looking back that I'm like, really, why did you not realize that that is exactly what you love to do? That's literally what I do as a, you know, as a job now is teaching music to kids, and I loved it, and that was kind of my first experience in, into teaching music. So I ended up picking music education over music performance, not because I knew what I wanted to do, but because I, I realized that you know I could perform with an education degree if I wanted to, but I couldn't really teach with a performance degree. 
So I ended up going the music education route at Ohio Western University, um, which is a very small liberal liberal arts college um, in Delaware, Ohio, which is just north of Columbus, Ohio. So I went into college thinking I was going to be the the next choir director and it was going to be amazing, right? I know this is going to be like everyone else's story. I had no point in my mind had I ever thought that I would teach elementary music. I knew that I might have to because of just the, the reality of a job market, but I never thought that I'd love to. So that freshman year, thank God, we had a introduction to music education course, which involved um, field observations. So we observed band, choir, orchestra, general music, and just kind of got to dip our toes into a little bit. I had the amazing opportunity to observe an amazing elementary music educator, and she completely changed the trajectory of my life. She had done her Kodai levels at Capital University, and she just the love of music that I was able to see just from that, you know, 18 year old Bryce in here, just seeing that the joy of her, in her and the joy in her students really changed my views on elementary music. Um, so fast forward a little bit, I still kind of had the idea that maybe I'll do a choir director, but I'm a little less certain at this point. And then in my sophomore year, I had to do some volunteer hours in a classroom for an education class. Um, I really put it off because I didn't know what I was going to do and I just kind of got in my own head and started stressing myself out. Um, But like literally at the last minute, (laughs) I reached out to the lab preschool um, on my campus and I said, hey, do you have any hours available? Um, I need to get some hours in. I'd love to see what I can do. Thankfully, they had some hours available. So I started working about four or four and a half hours a week at the lab preschool on Tuesdays and Thursdays. I got placed in the three-year-old class with the the teacher who happened to be the director, um, and I, I instantly fell in love with it. I was so stressed out when I went in because I had no idea what I was going to do with these kids. I've, I had never really experienced working with little kids, um, so I'm like, what do I say to them and things like that? Um, but I instantly fell in love with it, and it really, that completely slingshotted me into 100%, I want to teach elementary music. I want to work with these little kids. So once I finished my hours, I actually accepted a job doing the same thing, um, working essentially as an aide in that preschool classroom. And I ended up doing that until I started my full-time student teaching experiences. So fast forward a little bit to junior year, and it was spring of junior year, and we were taking elementary methods. So as part of that, we had essentially a lab where we worked with elementary kiddos. So I ended up being placed with the amazing cooperating teacher that I saw that freshman year that really inspired me to consider elementary music. And she once again reaffirmed that I am supposed to be teaching elementary music. I instantly fell in love with it. It it fed my soul to be in that classroom. It, it, it just, everything was working the way it should have. I fell in love with the Kodai philosophy. I loved the active music making approach that she was taking. And I just loved making music with kids. Was I great at it? <laughs> I made mistakes. I did stupid things. I pitched things in the completely wrong key. But that is that's part of the thing. But I I loved it. I loved every single moment of it. And it was hard because I was still taking a full co- course load and that lab didn't count towards anything. <laughs> like it was part of our class, but it was not a lab credit. Um so it was just kind of an extra thing that we had to figure out where to put it. Um so it was a lot going on that semester, but that honestly was the, my favorite semester of my entire career because I got to make music with kids each and every day. Once I finally got to my student teaching placements, I was so, so ready to finally make music each and every day with kiddos. So my first placement was a 7th and 8th grade choir placement, and it was something. (laughs) Uh, I'm not a pianist, I'm not an accompanist, and I never will say that I am, Uh, but especially when I was student teaching, I really had to 
I struggled a lot with piano. Um, and in that choir setting, it, it really forced me to figure things out. And so I used a lot of vocal modeling and, and things like that. But it took me a while to get to that point where I felt comfortable getting out behind that piano because, let's be honest, that piano was not helping me. It was not helping those kids. Um, so I, I actually f- I loved making music with those kids. But it, it really reaffirmed to me that this wasn't my my biggest deal. You know, I didn't I wouldn't say I did bad at it, but it wasn't my bread and butter. It wasn't where I really um, shined. After my middle school placement, I realized I wasn't really in a good place. And through some uh, circumstances, I didn't student teach the rest of the year. (laughs) So I actually finished my student teaching the next year, um, teaching at a K-5 building uh, in the same town where I I, um, went to college. I didn't know it at the time, but these series of events would completely change my life as an educator. Um, it was, it was a lot. I'm not going to lie. Having to not finish my student teaching on time and have to take another quarter and, you know, live on my own while not working full time. It was a lot. It, it was a struggle for sure. But I really think that this needed to happen to get me to where I'm at now. Um, and I, I really, I've really grown into that and really understood that while that time in my life was not the greatest, it had to happen the way it did because I've grown so much out of it. So I ended up doing my student teaching at a K-5 school um, and absolutely loved it. I was 100% re-energized after taking some time off and I was ready to rock it. So once I finished my student teaching, I was done. <laughs> I, I, but I had that weird time because of the way that my, my school was and because of the semesters versus the half of the semester for my student teaching. I technically didn't graduate until December when I finished my student teaching in October. So I ended up doing a, an Ohio aid license, which all you needed was a high school diploma for that, and ended up doing some long-term placements in the district where I student taught. So it started out um, as mostly working as like an aide in the building that I student taught at. And then I ended up as a long-term educational assistant in an autism classroom, which again, I didn't quite realize what I was signing up for and how much that it would affect me and change me as an educator. So I'll be the first one and to tell you, I was terrified. Uh, I had no, I really hadn't had much experience working with students with diverse needs um, in my field placements. I mean, I had some here and there, but you know, it's not the same as working with them all day, every day. Um, so that really, that experience really broadened my horizons as an educator, and it really helped me understand the role of music outside of the, you know, the bubble of being in music school for so long. I absolutely love that position. It was something that really filled my heart each and every day to go to. Um, but unfortunately, it came to an end. And I, at that point, I had my actual teaching license now, so I could sub as, as a teacher. Um, and I did that here and there um, until I got a call from the secretary from where I student taught. And they said, hey, we've had some IEP changes. We need another full-time aide. Um, until the end of the year. So I actually ended up uh, doing the last quarter of my of that year working as a one-on-one aide with a couple of different students that um, needed just a little bit more support. They had a little bit of behavior issues, but a lot of it was just um, needing some one-on-one coach um, reminders and things like that for prompting. Um, and again, working with those students really helped me change my viewpoint on exceptional learners and what they can do, what they're capable of, and what their role is in the music classroom as well. So at this point, we're basically through my first year out of college, and I've yet to step back into a music classroom. 
And I'll be honest, it wasn't the easiest. I missed the music classroom. I, I really did. And I also was working off of aid pay, which was is awful, which is a whole other conversation. Um, and I was living on my own. So there was just a lot I was juggling. Um, so when the school year ended, I felt really sad to leave those kids because I'd essentially been with them for the first quarter of the year and the last quarter of the year and then some days in between. Um, but I was really excited to see where the next year took me in terms of being a full-time teacher. So my lease was up and I had to leave Columbus. I drove, I moved back up in with my family up in Northwest Ohio. And I spent the entire summer working at the pizza place I worked at in high school while interviewing essentially full-time trying to find something um, for the next year. There was a lot of travel in that summer. I think I added up the miles that I drove and it was well over a thousand. I think it was more like 2000 miles that I drove, um, for these interview rounds. And it was, it kept, it was, you know, no, you're not, you know, we are, we got something more qualified. We got someone more qualified. We were looking somewhere for someone with more experiences and I was getting so down. Um, and I knew everyone was saying, you know, the, the principals are really trying to probably get trying to get this done by the end of June because they usually take July off. Um, so I was really, really hoping that I could get something before June, um, just so that I didn't have to wait all of July and then uh, scramble at the last minute trying to figure out what I was going to do. Uh, thankfully, at the last minute, I was offered a job teaching K through six music um, in my current district, and I accepted it immediately. And the rest is history. I'm truly blessed to be able to make music with the kids that I do every day. And I honestly, I just, I love being able to make music with them and to see the the joy in their faces when we're doing things. And as much as that, taking that essentially gap year stunk sometimes, I truly believe that that experience that I had working with students with exceptional needs really set me out apart from other applicants and got me the job that I'm at now. I really do believe that the time that I spent outside of the music classroom has really changed how I view my role as a music teacher, as well as the role of music in the the schools where I'm at. It, it's, it, it's really easy to get stuck in our own bubble as music teachers. And part of that is kind of forced upon us just by the nature of the job. But I've really enjoyed being able to push music outside of the classrooms in any way that I can, and to allow all students to be successful in my classroom, regardless of their ability. I have absolutely no idea what the next 30 some years of my career are going to look like. But honestly, if they look anything like the last few years, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with seeing the joy in my students and be able to create music and, and to be able to feel like I'm part of a team and I'm a part of the educational system and I'm not just there to give teachers their planning period. I can only imagine what my job is going to look like by the time I retire in some 30, 40 years. Music education has changed a lot. I mean, even just since when I started going into school and my own experiences, uh, it's changed a lot from what I teach now, from what I was taught when I was their age. So I can't imagine how this this field is going to evolve, but I'm really excited to be a part of it and to be hopefully a, a part of the change that we need to make sure that all students are being served music, that all students are being allowed to be successful and to be the, generally themselves in the music classroom. Thank you for listening to That Music Podcast. You can check out the show notes at thatmusicteacher.com slash podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss any new episodes as they come out every Wednesday. I'd also appreciate if you left a review as this helps new music teachers find the podcast. Thanks again for all that you do for our kids. I hope that you have an amazing week.